I'm Brie, and this is the R&B podcast. Um, so we've been talking about this podcast, honestly, only for like 18 months, probably, because you just got into podcasts recently. Tea. Um, I've been listening a lot, not a lot longer, only since I started driving, so like four years ago. Yeah. But to be fair, like this really started like when we became friends and we're like we need to record ourselves like yeah. in some form of like youtube video or like yeah some some form of media to like actually document us being too much exactly like because we've been friends since 2012 12? yeah in eighth grade it's now 2020 we're we are <laughs> a we're a year and a half to a year away from being college graduates yeah and we're, like, two years away from being friends for 10 years, which is crazy. Um, but essentially, this is just a podcast about pop culture. Because we're both obsessed, which yeah. is just crazy. Which is how our friendship started, which we'll get into when we talk about that topic. But, like, yeah, yeah. we just want to talk about pop culture. We're two college-age Black females. So we have an interesting perspective, I like to think. <laughs> T. Um, and so, yeah, but so because 2020 just started, we decided to do for our first podcast, a decade wrap up of the 2010s, which has been a whirlwind because it's really our coming of age. Like we started out this whole journey of a decade, like children, yeah, children and like coming into our own interest, really like at that point we were still very much like in what our parents were listening to. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I have an older sister. So like that was everything that I did was because of her. Like she was very much only two years out of the house. So (laughs) I was heavily under the influence. So this was very much the beginning of our, who we are today. Yeah. And honestly, this decade started out very different than it is now and media specifically in a lot of ways, but like media has definitely changed and like mm-hmm. the whole politically correctness of like the world. Like, so a lot of these early on things that we're going to talk about just exactly. do not, did not age well at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just interesting. Um, but one thing you do want to talk about is meme culture. Because, because that's true. Yeah. yeah. It started here. This is where it begins people. Like, I guess just to jump right in, like where we came from, because my, like jumping in with me, my whole reason for being in pop culture in the beginning is I came from Paris, Texas, Podunk, like which is not Podunk. It's you know, <laughs> but it's it's country. Like I'm not from places where they had radio stations. Mm-hmm. I'm not from you a place, Taylor only like <laughs> country music only sister. Like predominantly white school, which I've always gone to predominantly white school, but that like. I had no idea about the majority of this. Yeah. And so then, like, I get to, like, where we grew up, and I'm like, and you guys all had phones, which I had just gotten. You guys had, like, we're all on YouTube, you were all on Vine, you were all on iFunny, and I was like, Ah. what is this? And if I, like, I literally had to get on my phone and, like, dive, like, whole ass into it to to like catch up yeah so the majority of my knowledge of this is me having to be obsessed in order to understand what any of you were talking about so like when did you get on iFunny um it had it was obviously seventh grade because like 
I didn't get an iPhone till sixth grade because that's another thing about our generations that we started out being like the whole normal kids, like playing outside, like mm-hmm. doing hopscotch. We had a play we your neighbors. Yeah, we had a playhouse in my backyard. Like we were outside constantly. And then like obviously technology, like I had a Nintendo DS and like but I also still was like someone who like liked to read. Like it was weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird mixture of our generation. Like um it wasn't like my sisters who are only like three to five years younger than me like got iPhones a lot earlier than I did so I think they were exposed to it a lot younger but like I got iPhone in seventh grade but I definitely was into pop culture like all my life like my Mm -hmm. mom my first CD was Britney Spears love that my prerogative so if that tells you anything about my childhood (laughs) (laughs) and like I was I grew up on Disney I had a TV in my room when I was like five or six so like yeah I got I was lucky enough that I was able to expose myself to pop culture really easily and it always fascinated me mm-hmm. um but yeah I funny just really the thing with I funny was like that was the lunchroom discussion like you got your 40 picks because it was like 20 at noon I think 20 at midnight or something yeah, like that yeah. and you had to go look through your photos because you couldn't have your phone out at school still because they were like not allowed exactly <laughs> and that would be like what it was you talk about and like it was just memes and at the time we didn't know they were memes they were just were troll just, faces exactly um some of them just were not probably appropriate for middle schoolers no. to talk about, but which I don't do you you do remember this? Like our, we used them in our like final projects for classes. Yes, fully. <laughs> what, now people do use meme and class. So we were on it. We were we were first before our time. <laughs> in yeah. eighth grade using the uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I think too, like the great thing about meme culture, and we'll talk about Vine and TikTok, but it's just like it is so universal, like. I, the other day, we were talking to our friends about iFunny, and I was talking about when Obama got elected in 2012. Like, I still remember that photo of him photoshopping two chains, and the title just said two turns. And, like, I go to school at Michigan, and we talk about that photo, too, because one of my friends still has iFunny on his phone. That's we, we make fun of him. But anytime we look at his phone, like, we all talk about that photo. And it's like, they grew up in Michigan. I grew up in Texas, but, like, we still were living the mm-hmm. same life through yeah. this meme. That was the beginning of social media really yeah. connecting us, like, across, like, where we all had those moments where, like, did we all grow up with the same childhood? Yeah. And the majority of it, the answer is yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, Vine, and we had other social medias, but Vine started a lot of memes. Essentially, we missed Vine, but we got into it later because our it, friends were Yeah, like, what? It, okay, there was this moment when Vine ended and Twitter started freaking the fuck out about it. So, yeah. like, there was all these Vine threads. And then on top of that, it was, like, the YouTube compilations that yeah. were, like, 25 minutes long. And the titles were silly. It'd be, like, Vine compilation that makes my dad come home from the grocery store. <laughs> Have you never watched one of those? No. I watched some of the ones that were, like... Vine compilations that I watched to like clear up depression or something. Oh, okay. Like that. So we were <laughs> but never like to make my dad so fucking morbid. It was funny. That's why I watched them. But anyways, that swiftly turned to TikTok because I remember freshman year I was in my dorm room like no. going through Vine threads, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember when the transition from like Vine to TikTok. It had to be this year. But here's the thing: what was it? There was something else. There was Musical.ly. 
That's Which, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but that was what TikTok used to be. I think they rebranded. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's what the I remember that it was, like, musically kids. Because I think that was, like, what the Jacob Sartorius kind of thing was. Yeah. Where it was, like, these kids are disgusting. What are they doing? It's, like, Those YouTube ads were so bad. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, those, like, weird, like, fuckboy moments. And it was just, like, ugh. Like, this is disgusting. I don't want to be a part of this. Absolutely yeah. not. And we really thought that we had grown out of the... Like we we've we've surpassed and matured past the whole like yeah. funny ten second video thing. Yeah. Like that's just not what we do anymore. But then people were like, I'm unironically on TikTok, haha. Yeah, and I like I've downloaded it. I downloaded it because BTS got a TikTok account, full disclosure. Dear God. I know. But like I like don't I still don't get it. Like all my friends do it, and I go through who I'm following, and they're always funny, but I still, like, I don't, maybe I am out of it. But it is, like, meme culture. Like, I have to be a part of it. Like, I have to keep up with the gag. Like I have yet to see some that are as funny as Iconic Vines, yeah. but, like, I get it. Like, you do. For people who are nostalgic for that and, like, who never really, like, stopped watching those depression, like, <laughs> compilations, like, I understand. Um, there are some where it's like, okay, yeah, I'll let you make it. But all of you that are watching these, like, cause, cause my thing is, is like TikTok boys are like 16 and I'm like, no, no sister. No, don't do that. That's what's crazy about it. Like they are young. But yeah, like that's, these are kids. Yeah. I know I'm only 21. You'll be 21 in a couple of weeks, but like, damn, I just feel like, no. We are out of it. Like, we shouldn't be laughing. And also listening to, like, I'll watch TikTok compilation. Like, like unlike the Vine compilations where I'm laughing the whole 15 minutes TikToks, it's, like, hit or miss. Hit or miss, yeah. Really hit or miss. And so, like, for me, I just can't get into it. But like, I do appreciate some of the memes. Like, I do like to watch the ones that my friends send me because, like, I have to keep up with it. But, yeah. and also, but if they're not sent to me, I'm not watching. Exactly. And also my housemate makes a lot for us at our house specific, which are always funny. And then my, I have another college friend who makes a lot of like ones that are very specific to our major. So like those are fun. Like I like the personalized TikToks. Um, but other than that, yeah. Only one that I saw that I was like, and this is a good transition, happy about this, but like the dance mom girls, did you see them recreating no. Abby's fight with... No. Oh, you have to show me this after. (laughs) Yes, get your finger out of my face. Oh my god! They recreated it. Like Nia's in it. Like Brooke is in it. Like they're they're all like dance moms was a thing that I loved. Listen, (laughs) I still love it. Listen, I I to be really honest, I think that's the first reality TV show that I watched. Really? Well, well, no, okay. I watched The Hills with my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, my sister's nine years older than me. Like, there was a lot that I was watching that I should not have been watching. I was into The Hills. I was into Jersey Shore. We were into Bad Girls Club. Yeah. But, like, this is the first thing that I watched, like, on my own that was, like, reality because, like, I was dancing then. Like, I was watching these girls dance, even though it was more about the moms. But anyways, like, for me, it was really about, like, the dancing and stuff. Yeah. And then it was, like, now it's these iconic moments. Like, Abby rolling away from all scroll. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> A meme in itself. It really I don't know. Is. I'm going to get back to the moments or something. I love Abby Lee Miller. 
I know it's a problematic opinion. That's a hot take, but I cry in my pillow. I leave my tears from my pillow because of her. She told me that, and it's honest truth. Um, Dear God. But I remember when, I mean, we can talk about more of that later. Yeah. But we want to talk about mean cultures because it really developed, and it affects our media so much. Like, a movie comes out, like that one Avengers, and it was all like, Exactly. Mr. Stark or whatever. I don't know the meme. People, I don't know Marvel. People are still talking about Thanos. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about anything that's like, this is taking o- this is taking over, this is like the end-all, be-all, Thanos. Yeah. Like, and like, Sean Mendes started out with Vine, I guess, with Mad Con. Oh, yeah. And now he is who he is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, <laughs> meme culture really developed we saw the rise of it and it's continued to rise and i love it i do too like there's never there's no major event now that you can't get on twitter and there are already memes being made period but we want to break down television movies and music of the last decade and we're gonna start with television because our friendship started See, it's a tall order but yeah here we go we want to do like our top three for television movies and music so that if we don't get to, like, talk about some a specific topic, we have, like, breakdowns, we at least get to highlight what our favorites were if they don't, like... Yeah. Yeah. And so my top three... We'll start with number three. Grownish and Blackish. I kind of put those together. The Ish. The Kenya Bears. Yes. I haven't gotten to Mixed-ish much, but, like, Blackish, like, I started watching, I guess, senior year. And, like, really... I love Grownish because we very rarely get a show where we get to grow up with it. And the fact that, like, Zoe and her friends are juniors in college while we're juniors in college is just so great. Um, and then number two, I did Survivor and Big Brother because that really – it's, like, more personal because it's helping me decide my career path more than anything else, mm-hmm. like, getting into those shows. And number one, obviously, Glee. <laughs> T. Okay. So my number three, because like much like the books that I read as a child, like not as a child, but like growing up, I was very into like the click and I was very mm-hmm. into like Beacon Street Girls and stuff like this. So like when I got older and I like, could fully understand like Gossip Girl was mm-hmm. everything that I ever needed and more. Like it's one of those shows that like really built who I am as like and how I like address the whole world. I think yeah. So just right off the bat, Gospel Girl, it probably should be higher, but given the other two, you'll you'll just see. So okay, the next one is Project Runway. Oh okay. As a kid. Like, I think we all went through this phase of, I want to be a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was the one watching the show and then, like, having my dad drive me to Hobby Lobby so that I could get the fabric to then recreate what was going on on the show. And it's something that I still, like, one, it's the only show that I still keep up with every year. Like, from that time, there's nothing, like, I do not watch television. (laughs) Yeah, you're not like me. No, no, (laughs) no. No, like, and especially, like, since we have cable, but I don't have, like, a DVR in college, yeah. like, if it's not on Hulu, I'm not watching it. But, like, Project Runway is something that I keep up with every single week. It's the only thing that I'm watching weekly. So I would say that's something that is, like, still a huge part of my life because how I dress, fashion, everything. You're going to hate me for saying this. You don't like the show. No, I start wearing fanny packs because of Project Runway. 
We don't have to talk about it. We don't. We just we just don't have to talk about it. Cause I'm we just don't. We can move on. What's your number one? Obvi, the one thing that brings us all together, that brings all of the cool kids together. Because we're losers. Yeah. It's Glee. Glee. Um, so that Glee really brought us together because I'm very like what's the word? I like shameless, I guess. <laughs> Unapologetic fully Jeez. of the fandoms I am in. Mm-hmm. Um and so I like Obviously, we're in eighth grade. I have my J14 magazines. I would get my Glee posters, and those were my binder covers, because, like, back then you would carry your binder around school. Was it really a J14 magazine? Yeah, J14 or M, um, because those were the only two I'd read. Wow. Yeah, then I started getting into Teen Vogue, like, a little bit, like, high school. Oh, no, sweetie, I was always with you. Yeah, nah, I was into the trashy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that really is why I'm the way that I am. Um, so I had my Glee posters and my binder and Reagan, which now we know is out of character, was what? like, you had, you approached me and was like, you watch Glee. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Me saying something first to someone does not happen. Yeah. And you were like, who's your favorite? And we both loved Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and no one else was watching Glee at the time because like, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, we like, we grew up in Texas, and yeah. it was a show about a glee club in Ohio, so that was why. <laughs> I mean, there were people that like watched it and be like, "Yeah, like glee," Ca- casually. Yeah. But we we were so terrible about it. Me and Bree, even though we lived five to ten minutes apart from each other. We'd literally call each other before the new episode would air, and we'd watch it together. Yeah. Which, I had, like, we our teachers would, like, ask us about it. Like, <laughs> we would take quizzes in English, reading quizzes, and when you're done, you flip it over onto the back. We would fully be writing out, Do like, not expose us. <laughs> oh, it's exposed. This is, this is a Kingsley overexposed. This is a Kingsley overexposed moment. Yeah. And we would be like writing like we, full on ships. Kitty already like wedding invitation. Tea. Yeah. We were we were clay we were clay girls hardcore. You still are. I Blaine kind of ruined it. He did. He but, did, but But I do think that show, because it was such a phenomenon that like people didn't expect, it mm-hmm. did kind of change television. Like there were a few as much as as problematic as the show has become. Like and is always was, but yes. we just didn't recognize it at the time. Yeah, like there were things that they did, like Kurt just coming out to his father, and like they did have the first character to transition in the show mm-hmm. uh, with Beast. Mm-hmm. To I don't remember what I think it was always just Coach Beast, mm-hmm. but like they did their things. But mainly we want to talk about because Ryan Murphy, like yeah, really defined that whole. really impacted an entire generation of kids yeah and television because it started with Glee and as soon as like he started American Horror Story I want to say around season three of Glee Mm -hmm. and then the show start Glee started doing poorly for multiple reasons we don't want to talk about it yeah we don't have to talk about season four yeah but American Horror Story really started taking off and then that led to American Crime Story and Ryan Murphy really yeah had an impact American Mm -hmm. Crime Story Scream Queens came right after Glee which, even though it was not 
the highest of ratings. The memes that came off of that show. Yes, still. And also the cast was banging. T. We can recognize that for sure. Like, like, I, like thinking about getting Ariana brought, like the fact that I remember that she was on that show. And Ari I and Kiki coming back to act what? on the show. Like, <laughs> Who is Ryan Murphy? What is he doing? And how did he get these people on this show? Yeah. Damn. And he started, like, the like OJ show that he did really started a lot, like Sterling K. Brown, who is now on This Is Us getting Emmys, like, killing game. Like, he's helped people start people's careers or, like, help them take off more. If there's one thing about Ryan Murphy, it's that once you, like, get in and build some sort of relationship with him, mm-hmm. you're in. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, Darren getting Versace, what? Yeah. And an Emmy. And then because- an Emmy. Yes! <laughs> Go Blue! Like, if-, <laughs> like- <laughs> if you want an Emmy, make friends with Ryan Murphy. Get in a couple of his shows. Yeah. I'm sure that by the second it. one, you'll have an Emmy. Yeah. Like, it's just that simple. It's a formula. Yeah. Damn. It's so crazy. And it's just crazy because it started with Glee. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, really, it started with Nip Tuck. We talked yeah. about that. But, I mean, the but, man has been killing it, and we just didn't know, really. Yeah. But I think it's also, like, one of the few people that, like, creators that we, like, I think normal people know about That's like television key. creators where like mm-hmm. you can be like ryan murphy and like they've seen one of his shows exactly um where like you can't say that about a lot of television creators they deserve recognition recognition but yeah 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 like i said like you were talking about earlier with your top three like i feel like kenya barris is on his way yes oh, he, i'm he's, so excited he's on his way that when you see that name you're like oh this is gonna be at least decent like this is gonna be yeah. funny i'm gonna get some like good content out of this like I trust this. Mm-hmm. Like, Ryan Murphy very much is that person. Yeah. Which, yeah, a lot of writers, a lot of creators don't get anything. Yeah. They're just out here in these streets, which <laughs> I feel like we're getting better at as a community as a whole, but mm-hmm. definitely not where it needs to be. But he's really starting that, Yeah, like, whole movement, which brings us to the second person who's had the whole damn night on – Thursday night ABC, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Who's One black woman, can we? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we love black girl magic, even though we don't condone the black, the magical black aesthetic. Yes. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> T. <laughs> Anyways. Like, from Grey's Anatomy to Scandal to How to Get Away with Murder, yeah. like, Shonda Rhimes really sat down. And wrote three hours of different content, of different content, all starring a woman. One, two of which starring women of color. Facts. Carrie Washington and Viola Davis, and household names now because of it. Like Viola, yes, she had the help. I want to say before. Yeah, she did. That was like oh nine. I want to think. Yeah, which which she was great in that. She's she's been in the game, but really, what has like made her a like powerhouse i want to say in multiple health and like pretty much every home is mm-hmm. how to get away with murder yeah like, moms love that show moms love that whole thursday lineup exactly <laughs> like my sister 30 will sit her ass down she doesn't have kids okay <laughs> <laughs> like, thursday night ev- everyone go to bed i have my glass of wine shonda rhymes is on yeah like I just love that. I love that for her. I love that for black women. I love that she has this new deal with Netflix. Like oh, yeah. she's far from being finished. 
She yeah. is really just getting started, which is scary and amazing. I'm so excited time. to like see what other shows she can create and like the people that because I do think she helps build careers as well. Mm-hmm. And like I'm excited to see who she like gets into these shows and like these new talents. Exactly. Um, but like some other like there were a lot of good dramas that like came out of this decade. One that we both love. We watch it differently, though. This is us. What, how do you mean we watch it differently? Because I still watch it week to week, and you will wait till you come home and okay, binge but it. But that's because it's a me <laughs> and my mom thing. Like, but I think it's a different experience because, yeah. like, I, you, I think you, because y'all, you said you don't get as emotionally into it. We're like, I'm like crying in it every week. You, yeah. Okay. Me. Yeah. Like you, you tell me every week. Oh my gosh, I like cried my <laughs> eyes out, and I'm like, and we get to watching, and I like tell her, I'm like. Mm-hmm. we're gonna cry okay are yeah. you ready like we're about to and then by the end of the episode we're both sitting here watching like are you crying yet yeah like, there's only maybe been one or two episodes that we kind of got watery eyed but other than that like I feel like we know I think you're right I think we know we have two more episodes to power through we can't yeah. be weak now yeah like we can't start losing now like I will I watch that show as like being like, I'm ready to cry. It'll be like one in the afternoon, I have a break for class, and I'll be like, time to watch This Is Us. And like, I like, and the thing too is like, we, I, did you start watching senior year as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, I'm just emotionally connected to the characters. Like, even when there is a bad episode, I don't care because I'm like, I'm a part of this family now. And they do such a great job of like foreshadowing like future events that you want to stay invested because you're like, how do we get there? I have my issues with it, but we can talk about that when <laughs> the new episodes start in yeah. a couple of weeks. Oh, they have the longest hiatus. Isn't so frustrating? It is. I don't know. I think they're getting a little full of themselves, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> so movies. Let's do our top three for movies. Okay, okay. I guess I'll start since yes, first last time. I guess in random order. I don't want to really want to put them in an order um, because I'm basic. <laughs> but I love a good. I love. I love a good adaption. My my first one, which you probably know what it is, is "Call Me by Your Name." Oh, I didn't know this. Really? Yeah. I I think it's. I think adaptions are very tricky, but the way that Timothy Chalamet played Elliot, like I feel like that was probably the best adaption that I've had seen up until that point of a movie that actually of a book it was beautiful it was beautiful and like even though people couldn't see like it was the inner monologue of the book all over his face and i just i loved it it was beautiful beautifully shot beautiful soundtrack loved it the second one um which these are all pretty recent because we're having trouble thinking of things that are not but book smart i love a good buddy comedy mm-hmm. and this is the first female-led buddy comedy besides maybe bridesmaids the bridesmaids was too old for me when it came out yeah we can and relate so, to it and we still can't relate to it yeah and i just don't i didn't not say i didn't care i thought it was funny we love maya rudolph uh, have queen. A queen but i couldn't really relate but like book smart we got straight into it and like realizing that because we were those kids that were like trying way too hard in high school and then realized afterwards wow yeah we really were out here playing ourselves but then my favorite like movie that I have that I literally walked out of the movie theater and was like I need to go back right now 
absolutely was the favorite. It is my aesthetic through and through. The chapters, Emma Stone, just the drama, everything about it, phenomenal. Loved it. Like, it was one of those that, like, you know how when we went to go see Everything Everything and Miriam looked at you and was like, Brie, your Cinemark commercial is gone. Stop. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> as soon as this movie ended, Miriam looks at me and she goes, that was you. That was you all over. That was just your movie. And I was like, it was 100% my favorite movie. Oh, wow. These are good choices. I'm going to get dragged. I'm going to give honorary mention, though, to Little Woman because we just saw that. It came out. T, we're just, going to see it again. Yes. It just <laughs> came out, like, right before a decade ended. And I remember being, like, the costumes were on period. I took a 20th century dress class, so I knew what was happening. Um, the lighting was so great. Like when you could tell, like the happy memories from the back, like from the present day, just by them changing it to warm lighting. The acting was on point. It was just so great. So I don't give an honorary mention to that, but obviously it can't be my favorite. And we also like the thing is we really didn't start watching movies until we could start driving and had the access mm-hmm. to see movies recently. So I'm going to get, oh, this is so problematic. People are going to be so bad. But like my third choice is Sausage Party. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this. I've seen it like five to six times. It was a moment. I like, I really love that movie. I think it's so funny. It goes, I'm sorry, I'm problematic. The jokes are just, it's also just like people always like, it's not a smart movie, but like, you have to have, like, some sort of knowledge of, like, history and, like, current events and, like, hear puns and jokes. You have to be smart to get some of those jokes. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what I enjoy about it. Um, obviously, it's, like, trash, basically. And it's such a good cast, though. It's such a great cast. Um, and, like, I do appreciate... I, I think I have a lot of appreciation for movies where it's, like, a lot of people don't like them, but it's, like, friends are working together. Because I think it's, like, really great to support friends. Maybe I'm a theater person... Maybe that's why. But I think I love movies where it's, like, the cast is a bunch of friends. Um, So, yeah, Sausage Party. Also, like, the first adult animation movie, I think, like, Blockbuster, which I think is what they were promoting it as. I don't really – technically, I feel like the Simpsons movie probably technically would be that. But I think that was really cool. Um, Second, Girls Trip. We saw that together. Did we? Who did we see? We saw that? Sausage Party together, and we saw Girls Trip. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. We saw. I don't think there's very few movies that we did not see together <laughs> in high school. Tea. Um, Girls Trip. That one was just so great because, like, like we said, Bridesmaids is great, but like, it was great to see like four black, black women. Women. Yeah, and like also like Dream, which is to do like a girls trip with my friends, mm-hmm. and like. Honestly, not gonna lie, that's probably how it would end up, a hot mess just like theirs. Uh, no their personalities. People would probably be trying to leave early too. There'd probably be tears. Like Oh one hundred. It was heartfelt. I'm really didn't even plan anything without crying. Facts. Um, <laughs> so I really loved girls trips and my number one movie, everything, everything. I can't. I have to leave. I need to go. I'm sorry. But I watch it like if not every month, at least every other month. Really? And I cry every time I don't know why I think because it was like written directly by like black women I really appreciate that mm-hmm. um we love Amanda um, yeah. we stand and like I just remember like 
I think we saw the preview for that, and I remember we both like turned to each other. We're like, we, we need, need to see, see that, it. and we dragged our entire friend group to see it. After we took Senior Sunset. After Senior Sunset, we took up a whole row in the movie theater, and I just remember like literally like everything about it was just so great. I love that movie. The soundtrack is so great. Like, how did they get Beyonce? How did they get Beyonce? Well, also that's why Betty Who was in the trailer. We were like Beyonce and Betty Who, like. <laughs> And an interracial teen relationship. We were like... <laughs> it was too much. It really was. And I love Nick Robinson. I now support his career because of that movie. We've um, watched everything. Yeah. I, at least you I have. I took I, the bullet and watched Crystal. <laughs> I still won't watch Crystal. I love the cast in it, but like, I, your recommendation is not to watch it. So tea. yeah. Uh, but those are our top, both our top threes of the movies. But like the real tea is Disney dominated this decade. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Between the new animations and then the remakes into live action. Yeah. Like, shut it down. Fully. Um, I don't think, like, I think at the, at the beginning of the decade, they weren't, like, obviously Disney never really was struggling, but See, I think it was trying to find its footing again. I'm um, pretty sure that I looked it up. No, the first movie, the first Disney movie in 2010 was Toy Story 3. Mm. Which was, like, one of the highest grossing films of the decade. Yeah, but Pixar and Disney Animation Studios have, like, their own thing. Disney Animation Studios has had lots of ups and downs. Where Pixar, I feel like, has been pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. Because they have a really great formula where every other year they're releasing a new movie, like, a new concept, Mm -hmm. or they release, like, a sequel. Okay. And so Pixar has their thing. Um, But Disney Animation Studios, like... I don't know why I know so much about, like, the eras, but, like, there have been a lot of lows, and, like, the Renaissance, after the Renaissance, they had, they really struggled. We missed that. We were watching those movies, like, Big Brother, not Big Brother, Brother Bear. Bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Lilo and Stitch technically wasn't really a hit. Oh, Like, wow. yeah, like, a lot of those movies were our early childhood, which we all loved, we mm-hmm. grew up with, didn't make as much money, and so, like, really, they were struggling, I think, up until Tangled helped, and that's when they start going back to, like, the classic musical princess themes mm-hmm. those problematic were but i did not like tangled really yeah. i think tangled's better than frozen i'll give you that yeah. but it's definitely not better than princess frog which came this out the same tea. year yes this is tea same but, year princess frog yeah yeah um but yeah like so that's like those movies like once i started doing back like the musical formula like disney animation studios have started picking up frozen really took it off I have. I still hear "Let It Go" every day. I I have the karaoke machine. I loved Frozen too. I worked at a place where I listened to "Let It Go" way too many times for me not to like. I do not like Frozen. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to do too many Elsa braids and too many Anna braids in my day. Yes, yes. Um, So I have some beef with Frozen, but like that really helped Disney again. And they had Zootopia, um, Moana, like so they're building Disney Animation Studios is building back up and it's mm-hmm. definitely a new era. Um but like really Pixar and these live actions are doing great. Everyone and their mom wants to see Incredibles too. You're we, right. We waited so long. So long. It was a decade in between the two, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and honestly like the crazy thing too, Ryan and Dory also took a long time. But the thing is Incredibles was my favorite Pixar movie. Still mm. is probably which is weird because I hate superhero movies. I really you do. I really loved Incredibles. I really liked Incredibles too. Um, but Pixar really, I think, did a great job. They sold the cake. They did. Yeah. I'm trying to think. 
So, like, Monsters University also came out at the time. Like, they really, you're right. I never noticed the whole sequel thing. But they really came out with I, I all these Disney. sequels. I really like, do. <laughs> they came out with all these sequels like, oh, you guys remember this from your childhood? And brought all of our grown asses back. Yeah. Because it was, I want to say 2010. I want to think actually the turning point was 2010. Because Up came out in 09 or something. Wally mm-hmm. Up and, like, Ratatouille were, like, the last. Ratatouille actually was way earlier. Teeth. Up and Wally were, like, I think around that time. And then they start doing the new content sequel. Maybe Toy Story 3 was the start of that. Yeah, Toy Story 3 was 2010. Yeah. Exactly. So it probably was... Yeah, Wally was 2008. Yeah, but then you have, like, The Good Dinosaur. And so, like, it really gives Pixar the opportunity to be, like... Like, Good Dinosaur, I don't think, really hit that well. So, like, they're not... I loved it, but I don't know that it was a hit. Yeah, and so I think, like, they probably won't make a Good Dinosaur sequel. But they don't necessarily need to. People would want Inside Out too. I think. I think it's happening. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, like... That's why. Like, they're able to, like, have this new content, see mm-hmm. what people like, and then create a sequel for it mm-hmm. and not have drastic loss. Um, really great formula. Yeah. But when it comes to these live actions, like, I feel like we're all getting thrown back, but at the same time, like, and, and we keep saying, you know, we don't want old stuff just live like and even though every time it happens we know that they are going to change stuff we know that it's not going to be the exact same as it was in the animation yeah but and we get mad about it every time but we go see it we break the box i literally have never left a live animation like a live action movie satisfied but i will we go see it every time yeah like i don't like i think i called one i first was cinderella i'm pretty sure i didn't see cinderella i think the first one i really saw was being the beast t 2017. Um, yeah. Which we were all like... I went at midnight. No. <laughs> like a fool. Um, I did... Actually, I think I liked that one. That singing? Well, like... Well, <laughs> I sat through La La Land, too. You're right. We don't we don't always go for singing. I can't sing. You're right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... Like, I think Beauty and the Beast maybe... Like, I'm not gonna say it's my favorite, because I don't, like... I just don't think I have a favorite live action. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's my not my least favorite. Yeah. I was disappointed as Lion King. What happened after Beauty and the Beast? There's one in between there. I don't know. We've had that I many... mean, the Maleficents have happened, which the Maleficents are, are yeah. good. Um, There's been Dumbo. I mean, this summer was literally Dumbo. Jungle Book. That's what I'm forgetting. Oh, I didn't see Jungle Book either. Jungle Book was okay. It was. It was just, you know... The thing, the issue that they had with both the Jungle Book and Lion King, which I don't know why we didn't learn our lesson, was they're animals. So there's no expression. So people are like, well, I just felt like I was watching Animal Planet. Well, it's supposed to look real. One. I don't know what you thought you were going to go see. Technology's crazy nowadays, for real. You're right. But it was just, yeah. It was, I, I I never leave dissatisfied i never leave like angry yeah, i leave and i'm like why did we do this yeah 100%. what was the, what was the reason i called you after a lot and i wasn't mad i was so upset about that you one. were mad i was so mad about it i went and saw it me and miriam went to go see it i was not mad yeah but only because you took that break that song break i'm still mad about listen it. to me listen to me if she hadn't have sung if she hadn't like sang her heart out i would have i would you know whatever but she brought back those lemonade mouth memories for me See, I never watched Lemonade Mouth. I was on Degrassi by the time, like, Lemonade Mouth came out. So, like, I wasn't watching. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
I need to watch it. It's on Disney Plus, probably. It is. It 100% yeah. is. And she has a ballad in there that reminded me so much of Sweetness. It's just, you're right. My favorite part of Lion King, it was just awful for me to say. But it was, I, I'm mad about it because it's such a sad part. But it's the part where they zoom in on Simba going, no. It was such a bad part. It was, that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> because it was so dramatic for no reason. Was, I was like, why did you do that camera that zoom? zoom. <laughs> like. The Zoom was awful. Why do I? And that's like, it stands out to me, though. It was so bad. Especially because, like I said, his face didn't change. It was just like an open mouth. Just, no. No. Yeah. No, sir. Don't do that. I will totally say I that? loved Akuna Matata. It made it on my Spotify wrapped playlist. So oh, was wow. Like, and it, I listened to it that this summer. So that's really an oh, wow, that it made it. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah. So... Hey, but, if anything, we got a Beyonce soundtrack out of it. Yeah. Brown Skin Girls? Don't even talk. I cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't even know why. We'll talk about it later, but yes, Brown Skin Girls. Um, Disney also owns Marvel, which had a decade. A whole decade. I have not seen we any have, of these movies. Okay, but <laughs> it was the beginning and the end of a world, which really, it's not the end, but it's the end of this, like, team that we started building in 2008 like when iron man came out in 2008 we were all like okay yes this is the best iron man like robert Downey jr is the one like this is it it was a great movie none of us really were thinking long term 10 years later Mm -hmm. they're still going to be bringing us back to this theater to rip our hearts out Mm -hmm. and i just it, it's something that's so that we're so also heavily invested in. Almost, I, I would say even more than a Game of Thrones because it's accessible to literally everyone. Like where Game of Thrones is, you you know, I I would say you know in the Paris, Texas is like I am from. Like not everybody has HBO. I, I yeah, I'd venture to say majority of people do not. Mm-hmm. So that's something that like maybe isn't reaching everywhere, even though we only had a movies eight. Avengers would be there. Yeah. So I just feel like this was such a, because this is something I did with my dad. Like, it was something that I could watch as a kid, even though they were, you know, cursing or whatever. But, like, it's something that really grew up with us in the same way that I feel like a lot of our favorite television shows did. Yeah. Like, it really formed us into this mob mentality where like I said you have these moments where it's okay you have two weeks to see this movie and if you don't see it within these two weeks then you know I feel like you still get only a weekend really before people, are, before, before people think you're not a real fan and even a then real a real yeah and then people also will have you seen this part of the the Marvel universe have you seen all of the is Marvel shows? also the thing that you get to like sit through the credits for yeah <laughs> that's how that's how whipped we are we will sit through five minutes of credits for a two-minute short that might tell you what's about to happen. It might just be Chris Evans sitting there saying, you see how patient you are? Good job, kiddo. That happened? Yes. Y'all really are with. We, we I, are. It could have been me, love. Could have been me. Listen, and we still sat. We still sat through the next one. I mean, but... I'm yeah. so mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been so mad. <laughs> Hey, it was a lesson in patience from Captain America. Uh It's all that we needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see how you haven't watched yet. Your fave is in it. Mark Ruffalo, you love him. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. But you know, 
there's some pe- things that no matter how much I love people, I won't watch them still. Exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll and I'll even say that like even movies that I'm not excited about because I was a comic book fan. Like my dad, like reading lessons for me, like if I had to do them with my dad as a kid was a comic book. Yeah. So like I was invested, and so even movies that I wasn't in, in excited about. I didn't care anything about Doctor Strange. I didn't care anything about Captain Marvel. And I for sure didn't care anything about Ant-Man. But I went to go see all those movies because I had to. Like, it, they don't yeah. care. They don't care if you want to see it. They don't care. It's a series. You, have, you to have to watch all of it. You're going to give your money. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's free money for them. They're just, like, ob- obligation. The main thing that turns me off about them is, like, I always they always post the writing times before the movie's up. And they're always, like... At least but they earned minutes. It. They earned it. <sighs> I just they earned a three. If they didn't give us three hour movies at the end, I'm not. No, this is not what we came here to see. Mm-hmm. Like it, this has been ten years in the making. That's okay, fair. it That's could fair. have been four hours, and we would not have cared. That's. Uh, but here's the thing. Even with Black Panther, which this was his origin story, mm-hmm. like, and usually you don't get two three hours on That's an origin true. story. But this was the first black superhero marvel gave us our first black superhero movie besides blade but we're not going to talk about that right now because we were it was it was too old for us when it came out yeah i don't think if unless you had like a dad that uh really a black father who was watching those movies back then you weren't really watching blade i feel like that's a really black community kind of thing kind of superhero um like a mainstream black superhero. Yeah, that everyone Panther. that everyone felt obligated to go see. Yeah. So you're not just getting the you know the black people being like we have to go support our people. We mm-hmm. have to go you know watch. Everybody's obligated to go see it. Yeah. It broke every record that there is. I think was it was the highest grossing of that year. No. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Like. And it came out in February. Like think about that or March. Was it? February? Oh yeah, untouched. Yeah, untouched. That's like one thing. You're like records like. When people hold a record from early in the year, like pre-summer too, mm-hmm. like a movie, like you're like, damn. I'm pretty sure I, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was also nominated for a Best Picture, which is, I feel like that in the Dude. Batman movie was one of the only movies that were nominated for Best Picture. That makes Like, I don't ever hear really too much Marvel getting Best Pictures. That makes sense. Oh, no. But we were so excited about this that yeah. we could not. I mean, if it's highest grossing, like you have to give it to that. Tea. But yeah, I mean, it really just formed us. They really did break our hearts multiple times over, and we kept going back. Are you like, gonna still go back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Black Widow's coming out, and even though. Is we're, it Star Yeah, even though we're a little, you know. My favorite tree. Joe, tea. <laughs> All of our favorite trees. I mean, we have that coming out soon. We have a new uh, Black Panther coming out soon. Like, it's they're building it back up. Okay. Even though our faves are gone, they're building it back up. Nominated. Um. So also another thing like that I think we really enjoyed, but it's it's been like a weird now Christmas tradition I think are like these musicals, yeah. uh, movies, and so like it started with La La Land, which I think again like phenomenons are just phenomenons. Like people don't expect them to do good, and then everyone mm-hmm. comes out to them and sees them. Um, yeah, I mean, and for it to be an original. Like Kevin Paul did that. Yeah, not a not a you know we're gonna bring this from Broadway like kind mm-hmm. of you know this is an original like film production. We were so excited. It was so good. We were so we went to go see it at two p.m. Yeah, <laughs> like another movie where costumes, lighting, everything, sound, 
yeah. storytelling plot. It was just great. 10 out of 10. Greatest Showman, kind of disappointed a little bit. Were we disappointed? That was another one that we went to go see. It, it like, was. I think we initially we loved it, but I like also get blinded by like Zac Efron. You're right. Um, and I was, he did that knee spin, and you were, and you knew I was so excited because <laughs> I was like, he came back for a musical. Like mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything since HSM three, mm-hmm. and so like I was out there. Was HSM three before Hairspray? It was after Hairspray. Oh, HSM three was oh nine or oh eight. Hairspray was oh eight. Was it all the same time? No, Hairspray was 07. Oops. We were nine. I was nine with High School Musical 3. I was, I just know Hairspray came out in 07. Okay. Yeah. I'll believe you. Yeah. Because before, it was when they were touring with the first High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And that's why. He was there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though he was the real, the first one to sing. Yeah. yeah but, you're over there. But yes, yeah, Zach Efron. So like, but looking back at it, like, there were some songs I listened to occasionally but it's not like la la land where like those notes like if i hear those notes it like gets emotion really you if you hear those notes you're like that's la la land i know it's la la land but like never enough like greatest show i never doesn't never enough i was about Rewrite to the stars goes off during never enough oh no i was here <laughs> for it i was here for never enough i was here for rewrite the stars like Another interracial couple that we were in the floor about. <laughs> uh, love a black lead. Yeah. I, like, Gary Summit, I think, like, initially I loved it. But, like, as I look back on it, like, La La Land definitely, I think, was better. And I Oh, I think La La Land was better. But. Yeah. Um, and then, like, kind of, and then Cats just came out. I have not seen Cats. I'm waiting to go back to Ann Arbor to watch it. Listen to me. Literally a $100 million movie. That they animated in six months and then were surprised when it lost $70 million. You hate to see it. You really do. <laughs> I mean, we also have like these, like, I mean, that's all we have to say about cats, which is why I cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you say hate to see it and cut it off? Yeah, I said that's about it. Um, I'm moving on. We also have like these um, biopic musicals. We had the Bohemian Rhapsody, and we had... Elton John's Rocket Man. Yeah, and I'm really excited about Aretha Franklin. Respects with J-Hud. Listen, this is, her, this is her opportunity to bring back whatever the hell happened with cats. Okay, anytime J-Hud does anything, we excuse it, though. Hairspray Live, we were like, she was the best part. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> cats, I'm guaranteed when I see it, I'm going to be like, she was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the opposite, though. I'm hearing that she was overly serious. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe we need maybe we needed her to be serious. Maybe we needed everyone to be serious. <laughs> like maybe she was what they were But like I'm really excited about Aretha Franklin. I think Jay Hunt will do fantastic. I saw the preview, chills. Right. Um But I don't think like those things, movies would happen without like Lala Land and really the rebirth of like a movie musical. Mm-hmm. Um and the opposite has happened where a lot of movies have become musicals cult classics yeah which we should we're just gonna highlight we're not really gonna discuss them too much oh yeah no (laughs) i mean but they were big parts for us like we listened to the heather's musical like that came out in 2014 yeah like we were all over that mean girls recently came out that was my whole summer of 2018 like playlist um loved mean girls musical clueless happened clueless Who's happened? Bring it on. Uh, I love a bring it on. 
<laughs> that was my favorite one. Lynn had a hand in that one. That was like yeah, low yeah, key yeah. people don't really know that. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Yeah. I mean, then there was um Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh Waitress is a movie. I don't know that many people knew that it was yes. a movie, but yeah. Waitress is so so good. I cried. Uh but yeah, like musicals really the thing I think with these movie musicals is because Broadway is such a it's the most like unaccessible form of media Mm -hmm. um it like brings a musical to your screen Mm -hmm. and I think like people enjoy it and a lot of these are like family friendly um and so like like why not why are you not gonna take your kids to see cats over Christmas but before you see the bad reviews you're like this is gonna be a family movie are you cats yeah I literally saw the the commercial that who is this for I who I no one asked for it but we were given it, and I'm still gonna see it. So who am I? This is what I'm the problem. <laughs> I will complain about things and still watch them. So this is on me. Uh, another thing, like we have always been bookworms. We love a good YA novel, and we love. I hope to write a few. Yes, we hope to. We hope that we love that they turn these books into movies. Mm-hmm. I mentioned my number one is everything. Everything you were literally on the floor at our movie. Listen, I am the. I am a Virgo. I am the most germaphobe person you will ever meet in your life. But after this movie, yeah, the floor found me in the in the theater. Arguably, not a great movie, but I love it. Still. Oh yes, like Nick Robinson, Amanda, top. So great. Uh, you know, the mom is the voice, I'm pretty sure, of Princess Little Frog. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Love that for her. Um, Love, Simon happened, which was a big deal, actually. Huge deal. Yeah. Because, um, like, I don't, like, I think because we had Call Me By Your Name in the same year. Yeah. The whole, uh, I'm pretty sure Love, Simon was the beginning of 2018, Call Me By Your Name was the end of 2017. Yes. So within six months, but... Yeah. And, like, Call Me By Your Name, because it's, like, an indie film, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Like, Love, Simon was, like, a mainstream film, and they did so much promotion for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to Dallas for my sister's cheer competition, and, like, Dallas, Texas. And they had a big, like, poster that was, like, we love you, Dallas. Like, come see Love, Simon. And it was, like, clearly they were not giving you much details. But... Like, that's a big, like, like I was like, I'm already going to go see this, but, like, this is, like, a big deal. Exactly. Um, it was a rom-com about gays being gays. Yeah. That's it. Like, just how Girls Trip was, black women enjoying being black women, and we don't have to talk, like, just be black. Yeah. And phenomenal. Yeah, and, like, I remember seeing the preview for Love, Simon, and it was just, like, I'm, like, most kids, I just am gay. And it was just, like, that was it. Like, mm-hmm. point blank in the period. And technically, also an interracial couple, too. Team. Like, yeah, but really, I think it was a really great movie, really great, like, reading the book and seeing it, like, to film, it, like, went pretty well. Like, Mm -hmm. the edits they made made sense. That's what we appreciate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then we had Perks, which we, I felt like I was too young to see when it came out. You saw it in theaters. I I did. did. I did. Like, as it came out, what was that, seventh grade? Maybe, yeah. I didn't watch it until high school. Mm -hmm. Um, It was heavy, but. Yeah. I was in it. I was in it to win it. Logan Lerman deserves a better career. He does. Period. Percy Jackson screwed him over. Yeah. Emma, and that was, I think, was that the first movie Emma Watson did post Harry Potter? Maybe. Don't copyright us on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, like, 
She does a pretty good. I think she, she does a pretty good cool girl. Yeah, and she did her American accent in that too, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She like really. She's had a decent decade too. Like I mean, yeah, between because I'm 2011 was the last Harry Potter movie, if I'm not mistaken. I was mm-hmm. looking that up earlier. 2011 yes, was yeah. the last Harry Potter movie. Then she has Perks, which came out the next year. Yeah. Then she had Beauty and the Beast in 2017. I don't know exactly what happened in between She there. went to school. Oh, you're right. She graduated. She's a college girl. Yeah. And then um, she just was recently Megan and Little Woman. Yeah. Love that for her. And, like, those thing is, like, I, like, like, as much as I see Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, like, she played Hermione Granger, but still, I can be like, she also has played other people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, Daniel, Daniel's Daniel trying. He is. But he's doing his he's best. He's Harry Potter. He's doing his best. <laughs> uh, and then also, like, Netflix started taking some YA novels. They really did. For better or for worse. To all the boys I've loved before, fantastic movie. But like I wonder, I haven't. I've rewatched it that summer, but I wonder if I rewatch it now if I still love it just the same. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it was such a moment when it came out. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah, socials were blowing up. Like if it's not this, then I don't want it. Mm-hmm. If you're the, it was the, it was the time that Noah Centineo was White Boy of the Month. Yeah, Ugh, I'm not excited for February because it'll no. happen again. Mm-mm. We're not. Yeah. We have our qualms. We're not to talk about it, but we have our qualms. <laughs> Yeah, like Noah scented mayo, <laughs> as I like to call him. Um, but like, I mean, seeing like an Asian American girl as a lead character, love her. Like that's really fantastic too. Love her. And it, like that movie did take off, and it's getting a sequel with Jordan Fisher, and that's mm-hmm. all we can hope for in this world. Just an interjection that doesn't really fit into I don't think anything that we've put on the docket for movies. Um, but another Asian-led movie that came out that year was Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Great movie. So great. Putting it out there. Yes, Crazy Rich Asians did really great. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know, it kind of does play in because it was it is an, an it adaption. Is a, yeah. It's an adaption. It was also supposed to go straight to Netflix. But the um, I think it was the writer and the producer were like, this deserves to be on the big screen. And, and they so thought. Yeah. And that's the kind of, like, Hard ass, like standard ground movie that we deserved. Yeah. That like so many Asian Americans and Asians in general like deserved and they got it. Yeah. And I just it's I really refreshing. People, yeah. Like as much as we saw it, like we loved Little Woman. It's refreshing them to see some POCs just like exactly. find love and live their lives and like see their family. Mm-hmm. And like it was really cool because like like I we don't have much exposure to Asian culture. And exactly. it was like cool to see like this kind of like what their culture is like, like, mm-hmm. through the costumes. And, like, Roger, my friend, he's from Taiwan, he was saying, like, how he related a lot to it. And, like, mm-hmm. that's really cool for him. We don't ever get to really see intersectional um, issues. Yeah. Like, we may get to see um, issues between black and white people or between white and Hispanic people. We never get to see – well, I, don't, I won't say never. Um, but on a, larger, on a large scale – that everyone's going to see this movie, probably more than likely going to see this movie. We never get to see the issues that happen between within the culture. Yeah, which I thought was just yeah. phenomenal. And like, there's like I've like heard about it because every culture has stuff like yeah. that where like they feel better than some people in their culture, and it just happens. Mm-hmm. Like um, we had a whole Glee episode about the Asian F. Yes. Oh man, that's so true. That was my <laughs> exposure to 
Asian culture was glee. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah. And just like, why wasn't he in that movie? Harry Shell. in the end. Do you not remember? I don't. Was he really there? Is Fish. he in the sequel? He's yes. in the sequel. Shut yes. up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. You have to, re- we have to rewatch. And you have to, because I saw him. We, okay, we, me and Miriam were watching this movie. We saw him, like, it was like the credits were playing, and I had, like, gotten up, and, like, I saw him. I was on the floor. I said, oh, I love Harry Shumshi. He was uh, the best dancer. Him and Heather carried the show. I'm they sorry. Did. They did. Anyway. No lies detected. Um, oh, man. That was so great. That was such a great moment, for real. But to all the way, and Kissing Booth was trash, but that's I never. I didn't even watch. I watched it. Because I was like, Netflix and YA, it has to be good. Does it? I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just like, hit or miss. And like, honestly, YA, like, YA books, the movies are just very, like, they're very cult. Like, you, they get cult followings. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like many people are, like, out here. Like, what was it, Darkest Minds that we saw? <laughs> I t- we I saw this movie, The Darkest Minds, twice. Because I watched it the first time with, like, um, at, with my friends at work over the summer and I fell in love with the love story because Amanda was in it and it was a great love story. I come home and I go up to lunch with my friends who both also, Reagan's one of them and our other friend who really likes YA novels too and I was like, y'all, this, the first 30 minutes, bad. But this love story though, <laughs> ends up this ending. And <laughs> she fully told us, like, the first 30 minutes, absolutely not. I said, you can sleep through it. Like, you don't need it. <laughs> but I said, once, that, once they meet, it's over. So we we took our $5 and sold the movie right away. Mind you, within the first 30 minutes, a couple already got up and left. Yeah, and I told I told y'all. I, like, <laughs> I think I, because I bored y'all. It made a bet. And then that ending where she erases. Ripped my sickening that no one else saw it because we needed that sequel we did and we won't ever get it no i mean i read the synopsis of the rest of the books and realized that maybe we didn't want it but like but also i wish i could have hated it you're right like i we just needed the opportunity and also we want our girl to make money you're right so yeah like darkest mind like hit or miss I mean, I mean, another why I don't know if you ever saw The Sun is also a star. I did not, but that book, stop. That book? It's phenomenal. That book Loved it. too personal for too many reasons. Sit, stop, it, stop it. Sit in your corner and stop it. <laughs> but it's the same, it's the same writer as Everything Everything. Yeah. Except, I think, it's, I think I'm pretty sure it's Nicola Yoon. I think that's her name. I'm pretty sure. We should look it up because really great author. Her Jeez. books are fantastic. Um, but... I think they got a different director for The Sun is Also a Star, too. I feel like I may still watch it, just as support for Yara. Uh, yeah, you, okay, just for her. Yeah. But the book, the but the movie as a whole, totally missed the book. Totally missed. Of oh, Sleep Miss. That book was so good. It was so good. It I'll deserved have, more. I'll act like I didn't read the book. It should have gone to Netflix. It should have gone to Netflix so that they could have taken their time. Yeah, that's fair. And now, indie movies, which... Yeah, had a moment this decade. I think it has I mean, had a more started, of a. It started with perks. Let's. let's yeah. I mean, well, did you look up more A twenty four movies? Oh yeah, because A twenty four. I mean, I didn't realize this until today when I was doing my research, but they started in two thousand twelve. Oh wow! Yeah, so the perks was was perks their first movie. I don't think perks is their movie, sis. Oh. Um, you're saying like the indie aesthetic started with perks. The indie aesthetic, I think, definitely started 
with perks. The, you know, the movies that the girls go see, which when I say girls, I mean the gays included, that we, that we all go see it. Yeah. And then afterwards are like, you wouldn't understand. Like we, like we all like make these like gifts of like the white girls dancing for like the whatever we make the, like if we all remember like Tumblr back in the day and we all had the edits, like the black and white with the quotes over it, like stop, stop. Maybe that's why I don't really like love all of them. Cause I've seen a handful of them. Like eighth grade, I did not like. See, okay, the first their their first one that I really feel like did something was the spectacular. Now I don't know if you saw it. Shailene Woodley and Miles Teller. I liked it. I don't think it did great, but I liked it. Um, the next one that really like, I mean, Ex Machina was was good. Um, the next one that really like just shot them up was Room. You saw Room, did you not? Brie no. Larson. It was I saw the best room. picture. <laughs> You're right. We did do that. Um, along with Disaster Artist. I'm surprised you didn't put that up there. But um, I, yeah, I thought about it. You definitely did. I really did think about it for a long time, Disaster Artist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Room, best picture. You know, I think their first best picture win. And then after that, I mean, Shia had American Honey, which was obviously a Shia movie. It was great. Oh, I love um, the Florida Project, another nomination. Lady Bird, another nomination. Mm-hmm. Like they've just been like, as the years have gone by, they've really like stepped it up. And then we get into this new age of horror, which is mm-hmm. your like like your your think pieces really that like the summer. Yeah, you go see it, and it's like it's exhausting. I did not like Midsummer, but it was exhausting. You know, so they they have Hereditary, they have. Um, Midsummer, like you I said. I thought that's all the same production company. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then I saw their um, their most recent. Uh, I heard the lighthouse is supposed to be pretty good too, but I didn't see it. But their most recent movie, I just went to go see Uncut Gems, which is beautiful. And like I said, it's an exhausting piece. Like I feel like these are just pieces that like really make you think. Yeah, I maybe mean, that's why I don't like them. <laughs> 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 well, there's that. Period. But you did see, um, like I said, tacking on to this new horror, you did see Jordan Peele's movies, correct? Oh, 100%. Yes. Because we, love- we have to respect it and appreciate and support. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we had Get Out. And Loved then Get Out. I right? had- actually really enjoyed Us as well. Us is very polarizing. So you either loved it or you hated yeah. it. Um, I will say I left us because I saw it at night and I was scared of my own shadow. Wow. I really was. I was like walking. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I was like, please stop. Um, but like those, I like those of me think, but I think it's like, cause I, I like, you know, my conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and I love things that have a lot of theories with it. And like those movies like get out and us, I feel like make you think, but you also can watch them the first time without thinking too much about it. Yeah. And I don't leave exhausted. Yeah. Like, I think that's why, like, the, my problem with these other ones is, like, I don't want to leave being, like, having to, like, think about everything. Here's the thing about that separates those two from something like a Midsummer or a, um, or a Hereditary. When you leave those movies, you have no idea what just happened. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what just happened, and it 
really like they, there's zero satisfaction while us and get out give you just enough of an ending that if you didn't fully get it yeah you know you're still like oh, it was such a great movie like it was enough to tie up the ends but still if you wanted to go a little bit deeper it was the option was there for you yeah so i think it was just perfectly planned out yeah man movies really kicked at this like decade yeah i mean we we talk about this all the time like the summer between junior and senior year, and even the summer of junior year, where were we getting this money? We don't know. Yeah, but we but saw we, movie like we saw two or three movies every week. We every saw week. everything. Mm-hmm. Like After I remember, we out. went to like we saw like Secret Life of Pets, like Baywatch, and then like some other movie like all in the same week. Or maybe it was like a day need wedding dates. That's true. It's like whatever Zephron movie came out that one summer. Oh, we've seen every Zephron. Yeah, and we'll continue to see every Zephron. One hundred percent. We've been supporting since 2006 or five, whenever High School came out, and we will still support. We're completely gonna piss off Swifties. Okay, so music. <laughs> um, Are we recording already? No, nah, I just started recording. Oh. Um, so let's do our top. I'm gonna do my top five because I have my Spotify decade wrap. So I got that. See, and I don't even have that. That's so unfair. I'm sorry. I hate being an Apple Music Co. Yeah, we told you to convert. Or you had never. Okay, so I'm gonna do it. So obviously, if you're a Spotify user, you get your like year wrapped, which I've been getting since 2016. And then this year, they gave us decade like wrap ups. Like they didn't give us a whole playlist, but they gave us like our stats for it, which I. Because remember, I was mad about my year rap, mm-hmm. about who made it in my top five artists, and I saw my decade, and I was like, this makes sense. Um, but I was, I've been seeing Spotify since 2013, so we, I mean, it start with Glee, I obviously love music, mm-hmm. so, um, but my number five is Big Time Rush, which no one's listened to but me. Um, I mean, I got into them really late. I got them in, into them in senior year, and it was like, it was because of a vine. That's too late. That's too late. But it was because of a vine. I don't know. I was watching that vine that was like, dude, why are you in a big time rush? And the guy turns to the camera and goes, uh, uh, oh, uh. So I was like, oh, lol, lol. Like, let me go listen to the album. Then Worldwide came on and I was like, wait, this slaps. And then I like, how I became a fan. What can I say? You're right. Um, and their 10 year anniversary of that show just was this past December. Um, mm. We don't want to talk about that. We're not going to talk about it. Um, Bruno Mars is my number four, who I also got into senior year with the 24 Karat Magic album, which really was a moment for all our friends' senior year. Ha, mm-hmm. oh, man, that was a moment. I got to see him live last year, and that was beautiful. Um, number three is our girl, Betty Who, who we've loved forever. Tyler, I don't know how you got into Betty Who, but I got into um Betty because of Tyler Oakley's recommendation and he was that like was probably the same because he was like join the fan club and I like yeah join the email list and I I literally like if I look at my old email I think I have like fan club email number two so like he like really hopped on I don't know how he found out about her but like early mm-hmm. and I was that EP and fantastic she released three full-length albums this decade Good for her. She really, like, I. She, did that she, she needs more fans, honestly. Um, we love her. We've seen her twice. You've seen her three times. She's a 10 performer. Yes. And bops. Always even, a bops. Even when she came to UT and there were, like, maybe, there were two of us that knew the words. 
and like maybe 20 people in front of like in front of everyone else was like on like a blanket and like sitting down and stuff uh-huh. but like those of us that were vibing with her just having a good time that's such great vibe uh, music like good day driving music good night drive music like uh, we made a road trip playlist with betty who 100%. As the so keynote speaker. Uh, when I moved to LA, that's all I'm gonna listen to. But anywho. Um, number two, um, BTS, <laughs> who I got into this May, and I'm fully ARMY now, like 100%. I'm breaking. I wish y'all could see her face. She's so disappointed. I'm always disappointed. It was such an accident. It was because of SNL. Once again, media affecting my other media. Um, they performed at SNL. I fell in with the performance, and I'm hooked. Period. <laughs> and lastly, love to say it, Glee Cast. <laughs> Glee Cast is my most listened to music this decade, which makes sense because, like, I don't think I listen to any other artist really besides like the people I grew up with mm-hmm. through 2015, maybe. Like. I remember the series finale of Glee getting in my car, and I don't know why I didn't opt. Maybe I was too sad. Uh, listening to the radio, and that second Fifty Shades maybe just came out. So it was like all of those songs, like Love Me. Maybe it was the first one, because Love Me Like You Do was on Shut oh, Up and. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, but it was like the one, like The Weeknd, that song. And I just remember listening to all those songs, and mm-hmm. I think that was like the first time I was really listening to like non Glee cast yeah. music. Um, we were broken at that point. Yeah, and so Glee Cast definitely in my top artists of the decade, which I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I mean, I have my problems, but I'm not even gonna. Whatever. I mean, it interests me just so much music, like so much. Oh, no, one hundred percent. Like, no, not I'm saying I have problems with the list of the whole. But <laughs> what are your problems? BCS? Yes. The big time rush, yes. The fact that you have two boy bands that both start with BT, hmm. I think I have a thing about things that start with B because four of them is Bruno, Betty, BTS, and BTR. T. I think I just like B things. You're right. You are the queen B. Um. No, I mean, if if we really have to go back, and if I were to do a manual like thinking, um, wrapped up of my own because. I'm an Apple Music person and yeah. probably will be for the rest of my life. It's fine. Um, like, beginning this decade, as we've talked about before, I moved here at the beginning of this decade, so yeah. I had to jump in and figure it out. And my version of figure it out, which is also how I got into, um, which is also how I got into Kingsley and Tyler Oakley. Like, cause those, yeah, those I watch independently, independently of you. And then like, we found out that we were both watching YouTube. Yeah. Um, was One Direction, which, listen, I understand. It's, it's, it's a problematic thing. That video came out the other day. Of did I how, quote it? Yes. <laughs> how did they become famous? We don't know. I was those dirty X-Factor, for that tweet. That tweet was mean of me. Those X Factor um, performances, not good. Did I watch every single one of them multiple times at the time? Yes, I did. Because I had to lie to the girl that I was, um, who, who was my best friend in seventh grade, which I didn't know Brie at the time. Yeah. But like first girl I talked to and she was like, oh my gosh. So like One Direction. And I was like, 
Yeah, you're so right. Lying through my teeth. Uh-huh. I had no idea. <laughs> you're <But> then, so right. <laughs> I had never heard of them. And I get on I get on YouTube and that's when I started doing like nightly deep dives. And so and I feel like at the time Tyler Oakley had a video about them. I feel like this was an end of the year kind of thing mm-hmm. where there was also an overexposed with One Direction in it. And that's yeah. how I got into yeah. The YouTube, so I, I kind of simultaneously like got my bit of pop culture that I had to learn everything about them in order to have this relationship so that I could have a friend. And then also, they just at that point became something that I loved at the time, which is I was fair. a believer. Like, obviously, oh, really? Like, I did, yeah. I missed all these fandoms. See, I was, but that was what. Oh, I don't know. Like, it was very early. So, like, that was yeah. something that, like, would come on MTV and I would watch, you know? Yeah. So, like, loved him. But One Direction was probably my first, like, Harry Styles was my first, like, cru- like, like celebrity crush. And still to this day. Yeah. Is, you are. Yeah. Listen, it, it's sad. It's, re- it's really sad. But he's had two albums come out this decade. Both of them have been masterpieces love it so first off the board is one direction slash harry styles uh-huh um the next i'm only gonna do three because okay. i can't think about five yeah, yeah i can't think about five the next one is beyonce mm. like just the moments that she had like i'm pretty sure that her first album of this decade was four which bops no skips all the way through loved it and then I do progress- love four. Progressively, every yeah. every single album from that moment, I feel like was something that I was paying attention to because before Beyonce, before four, I feel like was very like for black mainstream. Was four schooling life? Yes, okay, four yeah, schooling life. Awesome. End of time party. Like yes, 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 <laughs> kill it because you're right. Bops all the way through. One plus one is on there. That was album is very Sol- few albums are bops all the way through, and that's one of them. Solid album. And then after that is when we get self titled, which unfortunately I was not awake for. Our I lovely was. B was <laughs> here and ready to party. Um, Why was I up? Honestly, who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'd really be up when things happen. Exactly. We get Lemonade, which she was robbed for. Adele said she was robbed for it. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. We just move on. Um, and then most recent is Homecoming. Yeah. Which just... Um, I mean, she Before I Let Go made it in my top five songs of this year. Yeah. I mean, she was... She really, like... One, I think that... And there are, there are definitely their, their tweaks. Like my blackness professor this year said that the only reason that Beyonce is successful is because she's a Virgo. And honestly, he's not wrong. Um, but just seeing her work ethic, seeing her live during the, um, the lemonade era, like just seeing her like truly transform no matter what BS Jay-Z was doing, watching Solange tear his ass up in an elevator, like, and she's unbothered. Listen, I, I love that woman. Uh, announcing her pregnancy at a performance? At a VMA? Oh. Was that the VMA? It, it must have been 2014. Though. It was the VMA? Yeah. And now she we said- have Queen Blue? Listen to me. I love Beyonce. 
wholeheartedly queen. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, to yeah. round out, the one person that I can say had the most growth and was obvious, like who I listened to, I'm like no joke every single day. I do not go a day without listening to Ariana Grande. Wow. Like it, it's, it's so sad, but there's not one day. Wow. She made it my top five for this year. I'll say that. No, I didn't really get into her until I think she started dating Pete Davidson. Oh, tragedy. Yeah. No, I, I was here for Yours Truly, Honeymoon Avenue. Okay, you're right. I did listen to Yours Truly. I did like that album. But that was it. The Way. ABI? Oh, That was a good album. Um, but yeah, and then like, I like I listened to her singles. Like, obviously I had to listen to Side to Side and like, Dangerous Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, but really didn't become a fan of hers until that summer. Oh no, I've been a fan. I like every every album that comes out. Not only am I waiting, I am listening to that album and that album only for at least a month afterwards. Yeah, it's oh, a sad occurrence. Ari's decade really. She had a good like she had a lot of growth this decade, but really the last year is where yeah I thought. I mean, but think off. about it. She started this this decade on Victorious and Scream Queens. Yeah. She performed at the 2013 VMAs the way. At the red carpet. On the red carpet. Yeah, she was not. She was she, not at the show. No. Yeah. Her the next year, then it was Bang Bang. Honestly, that may have been when I first started noticing Ari, honestly. Because, mm-hmm. like, my girl you're Nikki. A Nikki. Yeah, yeah. You're a Nikki fan. Yeah. And that song slaps. It was okay. Wow, you really don't like Bang Bang. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's fine. You don't have to deep dive. Oh, man. No. So, like, yeah. Like, I think it's funny because... She really, the thing was, like, Pete Davidson is, like, what started, like, the BDE thing. But I think Ari really this year showed that she had the BDE. We've been, we were bamboozled. She had yeah. the entire time. Because, really, like, she just was, like, after Sweetener, which, like, arguably, I think people were really excited about it because it was, like, a big deal. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, a while since she released new music. Yeah. She was dating Pete, so a lot of publicity about her. Yeah. Like, actually, I think at this point they were, like, engaged. Um, 100%. And, but I think people were underwhelmed by Sweet in there. Like, yeah, it was, I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay, in the moment, it was great. Yeah. I think, considering everything else that came out around it, we had Troy. We had, oh, we had Troy Bloom came out. Troy Bloom, which was great. She was featured on Bloom. Um, Dance This was great. Um, Queen, I will say it overshadowed Queen. Yeah. Because I think, I think it was a moment of great music. There was a lot of music coming out at that time. Troy Kelly, I think, released something, too, that month. Did she? Was that the gospel album? Well, maybe. It may have been the gospel yeah. album. Um, but, yeah. There was just so much going on. And I feel like she was definitely at the top. I would say she was near the top of the of the pile of music that was coming out at that time. Oh, there was she a was, it weekend was, where it was three collabs. It was her and Nikki's. Both of their clubs and the Troy club, they all came on the same weekend. I think they were mm-hmm. one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Like, she really was the she top was. of the She was. Yeah, she was. She was one, two, three for a, a, at least a week. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, It just was like, I think everyone liked the singles of Sweeteners, but not everyone liked the B-sides of Sweetener. T. And then she kind of, like, the tragedy I think really we, happened. I don't, yeah, I don't think we ever, I don't think we would have realized just how weak sweetener was mm-hmm. if hell if shit hadn't hit the fan yeah because like she really then she had a really rough 
end of the that year. That was a rough six months. Yeah. And she was like, she released Thank You Next. Well, hold hold up. When did Manchester happen? That was before Sweet Air. That was before Sweet Air had the thing at the end. Okay, yeah. 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 But it, it, right, so so that we, was a year that was just pretty yeah. rocky. Yeah. And then, like, she had this really great summer romance. And then, yeah. Everything. It was, like, Sweet Air came out in August. And I feel like September. Mm-hmm. September, October, November was just really rough for her. Yeah. And then December, she released Thank You Next. And it was a bop. We and I, we were all scared. I was personally terrified. She just dropped there it was, too. Th- there was no, it was there was no indication that she had enough time or energy, yeah. to put into an album. Yeah, she was like, "I'm making an album. Here's the first single," and we ate it up. And we she- did because we we and we've talked about this. It's just like. When Beyonce dropped the self-titled, and we all just were like, "Okay," because Beyonce didn't ask us what she what we wanted. She didn't preface it. She didn't put anything out. She said, "This is what you deserve. This yeah. is what you need right now. Yep. I'm gonna give it to you, and I'm gonna step away for a minute." That's exactly what Ariana did. Yeah, because Sweetener is what she thought we needed. I think it's very much what commercially I think would have been fine. Yeah, but this is what she needed. Thank you. That's what she personally needed. Yeah. And I really think like, I think about it often. I think Sweetener and Thank You Next are very much like the two sides of the same coin where like Sweetener is like, I think it is way brighter and like happier. Mm-hmm. More poppy. And I think Thank You Next is more like she No has, tears left to cry. And she said <laughs> Yeah. And like, oh yeah that's so true. And then she's like <laughs> over here like ghosting I, like, almost cried in class because I was listening to Ghosting. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, actually listening to the lyrics, and I was, like, whoa. Like, this yeah. is heavy. And, like, it was, like, slower songs, not as poppy. There was some trap in there, some, like, R&B rap. Like, more, I think, a little bit more of her roots of what, like, got her started. And, like, both of them are great albums. Who like, she wanted to be, not who she was produced to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, like... Like, I don't think, I think she'd been fine without Thank You Next, but I really think it solidified her mm-hmm. as Ariana Grande. Like, she actually is, like, great at what she does. Mm-hmm. And, like, we did not deserve Thank You Next, but she gave it to us anyways. She didn't. She said, here you go. Yeah. And we were all like, yes, ma'am. And even the rest of the year, she kept dropping, like, she dropped Boyfriend, she dropped Monopoly, just, like, out of the blue. Which I, like, I think just works for her. creating. Yeah, yeah. Just creating, which I think is amazing. Yeah, and you covered Beyonce. Huh? You, oh, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Beyonce had a decade. No, yeah. There's no discussion. The only reason I think Beyonce honestly didn't make my top decade artist is because she didn't have her music on Spotify. You're right. Fully. The title thing was a mess, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I was like, <laughs> I almost tweeted one time recently, I feel like, where I was like, man, it was really wild that time I had the title for one week, so I posted a lemonade. <laughs> You're right. If I listen to it. But we always have it on Apple Music, and that's why I was smart. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then Taylor, another person who wasn't for the street music streaming. It's really odd how TV streaming was accepted really quickly, but, like, oh yeah, music well, streaming wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that because TV streaming allowed for so much revitalization, mm-hmm. whereas the music never really went anywhere because people don't really mind, like, buying, a, buying an album. That's true. Or 
Because I li- listen when uh, back in my fangirl fangirl days, I don't care if I had to buy each song like individually. I was going to get the album. Yeah. But um, also you had your Pandoras. You had like Spotify's been a thing for a while. Yeah, I started so, in twenty thirteen. I think listening to Spotify. Yeah, so I don't think that the whole streaming debacle was. But there was a lot of like when I first got to Spotify, it was like. I got it because of Glee, because I wasn't going to be paying hundreds of dollars to get yeah. Glee songs on iTunes. But, like, I also listened to a lot of, like, it was, like, old-school Britney, and, like, I don't remember, like, now when, you don't have Spotify, but, like, now when an album drops, or, like, Yummy just dropped, mm-hmm. like, last week, I think, or did it drop today? It dropped last night, since I was up. See, that I got a notification. <laughs> it was, like, Yummy dropped, listen to it, like, when I log into Spotify, and so, like, that was not a thing when I first seen Spotify. It was not new music. It like kind of like yeah. old Netflix. Oh, you're right. You're it, right. It, and so like I don't know when artists started being like, well, I'll just put my stuff on Spotify right away. And now they do things where like, well, streams now count towards yes, your billboard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like Taylor, who at like 1989 was like, I don't want my music on Spotify. When she just dropped Lover, she had a whole thing that was like. Her, it was with Spotify, and it was, like, her giving her notes about the songs. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, her with graphics and, like, stuff. Like, as you listen to the song, you can, like, basically watch a kind of, like, mini music videos. Yeah. And it was, like, such a, like, 180 from where she was not even five years ago. Tea. Um, And, like, even Mariah this year did it with, like, Christmas music. And it was, like, Spotify really has, like, become this thing. Like, all music streaming where it's, like, artists are allowing it to be but it was like a weird time where it wasn't as accessible oh wait i was looking red was the first taylor album which we don't talk about because it was we just don't talk about it yeah um it was a transition between true country taylor and i want to be pop taylor which you know neither here nor there i'm pretty sure that was the i knew you were trouble it was i knew your trouble um oh god what is i remember this video like the we are never getting back together. Oh, it was the Harry Styles so moment. That song is so bad. Oh gosh, yeah. The yeah. thing is, like, I never really, I didn't grow up liking Taylor. Like, I didn't grow up disliking Taylor. I didn't grow up liking Taylor. I liked Love Story. I, like again, mm-hmm. I like the singles. But like, I just remember Red. Those were like the first time I was like, these singles are a, bad. I was a picture to burn country yeah. girl. Loved it. Um, ugh, Tim McGraw. Yes. Anyways. Um, but really 1989 was the breakout Taylor of, whoa. This is pop only, too. This is pop only. Am I, have I really listened to this entire thing and not skipped a song yet? It was like, so good. It was, it was pretty it's seamless still good. for me. It, I would buy it on vinyl, honestly. Yeah. Um, like, great. I don't, okay, here's the thing. We, and we've talked about this. Which we're not going to get deep into it because it's we know that people are going to you know the like the Swifties are almost as bad as the Beehive in my opinion <laughs> like I feel like they're like the Splenda version of the Beehive. But oh my goodness. <laughs> we we know what happened at the beginning of the decade for Taylor. We really it wasn't even the beginning of the decade. It was two thousand nine. We should have left it in last decade. Two thousand nine. So that means in two thousand that means that we had red, 
in 2012, we had 1989-2014, she gets mad all over again, and in 2017 drops fucking reputation. You know, okay, I'm sorry, hold on, let me re-say that. She drops reputation. <laughs> I know, I know. I, on popular opinion, I guess I'm with the Swifties, I love reputation. I wish I, I wish I saw the reputation tour, I'll say it. Man. I would have went. <laughs> I really did. Where was she going with all this bass? I don't know, but I was bopping to it. Where? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. She tried to go dark Taylor. Zero dark. No, ma'am. I, and the thing is, is like, it wouldn't have been, maybe it wouldn't have been that bad if it wasn't Taylor, but all I could see is like a cat playing the hi-hat. Like, I did not, like, it was so much bark on a chihuahua. And I was like, no, ma'am. But there were, like, good, like, wasn't Delicate Reputation? Like, there were. I did not like Delicate. Oh, see, I loved all the songs for different reasons. Like, I actually. I do not like was, Delicate. I, I haven't listened to Reputation in a while. But I do remember, like, I think I had the whole thing on my, like, September, October playlist. I don't really like Taylor's head voice, to be That's honest. Yeah. I think also for you, it was harder because you grew up with her. Where I, for yeah. me, it was like. I was like, these are just bobs, and I was taking them for his bobs. Exactly. Like, well, I knew who she, I knew who she was, you know, as true big machine, which yeah. loved that. I, and the thing is, is like, even when she transitioned, I loved 1989. Yeah. And so, because I loved 1989 so much, my standards were so high, the reputation came in, and I was like, I'm not accepting this. Yeah. Like, who? No. No. Like, you're better than this. You're better than this animosity for no reason. Yeah. Like, just be a bigger person, which, and I, and I understand, I understand that it's so frustrating when you feel like a man is running your narrative and you don't want to be a part of it. And blah, 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 blah. I understand that. It just, I just didn't care. Yeah. Like you said, that was 2009. And to be honest, at this point in 2017, we were already saying, all right, Kanye, like, go sit down somewhere. No one was taking him seriously enough yeah. for it to be. Because he already said he was like a Trump supporter at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. We've been new. We've been off of it. Yeah. And you didn't say anything during the first election, but we'll leave that there. Yeah. We're not going to talk about her politics. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I just felt like it was unnecessary. We didn't need it. But then yeah. but then she came back with Lover. And to be honest, while I there are definitely songs that I skip, I think it was much improved, much back to what I was asking for. Cruel Summer loved it. I even liked um I even liked the man to some extent. I will say I listened to Lover once. Well, that's your teach. You also have BTR and BTS on your... Okay, do you not say... You want Ar- you're talking about Swifties coming from ARMY? We'll come for you if you talk shit about BTS. I'm not talking shit about BTS. What's the wrong with having BTS on my top five? <laughs> Ma'am. I, okay, I'm not I'm not opposed to BTS. I understand boy band, or I don't even know if you call it a boy band. Don't, whatever. Don't go Yeah, that. I don't really, I actually don't know what they're qualified as now. I yeah. have such an issue with the level of, like, the extent of the obsession, but that's only because, and we can talk about this in a yeah. later episode, but, like, just the fandom culture around there is completely different than any other fandom culture that I've ever seen. And it's because of the of the volume of content that they put out 
to and the not even qual- talk about exactly. it. It's out of control. Exactly. Like, so, I mean, it drives people insane. And I, I look, it just, I, I just feel like it's too much. <laughs> You're like, yeah. They may be. It's fair. I, I think they're great performers. I respect, I respect the hell out of the, the work ethic and the drive. Like you say that they write and produce their own music. Yeah. Great for them. How, how just insane people are around it. I'm like, whoa, whoa. So we're going to try to do like the sorry, not sorry moment at the end of each week. Yeah. Um, what will it be? It's like our, what we're looking forward to. Is that what we're deciding it's going to be? I mean, it's kind of a, what we're looking forward to what maybe happened this week that we're not apologetic about. Like yeah. it's whatever you want. Like you're sorry, not sorry is your moment. Yeah. And you can have it. So I was, my sorry, not sorry for this week is my favorite moment of the decade. And it will be the 2013 VMAs. Because I don't think the VMAs have ever been the same since. Um, we had Lady Gaga doing the applause performance where it started out. But literally, the VMAs started out with her getting booed. Because they told the audience to boo her. And her wearing like, that white square. And she did, I think, like five or six costume changes in a three and a half, maybe four minute song. See. Like, insane. And then we had... Um, Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke and like that was the couple costume of that Halloween like you cannot forget that my jaw is still on the floor yeah we had and then Malcolm Moore came out and did same love and Mm -hmm. had like those couples get married on stage which beautiful Mm -hmm. um Justin Timberlake got his like Vanguard award and did like a 15 minute medley of his songs and had NSYNC come back out on stage Bruno did Gorilla and then we uh, ended the show with Katy Perry doing Roar. Which we were all like, huh? It was such a mute point. It was really bad. It was just because everyone else had done so great. And they had been building it up the entire show. Yeah. And later, Katy Perry and her premiere of Roar. Well, like, also, because I looked up recently. I joined Twitter in April 2013. And that summer, before that VMAs, it was always, like, everyone was just like, applause versus roar applause versus roar and mm-hmm. like, i always thought applause was better than roar the glee show yes the glee did a whole episode about yeah. katie versus gaga but like so like that was the thing it was like this was like the moment and the fact that they like made it so it was like one open one closed mm-hmm. beautiful job of the producers great decision and katie really like and honestly i don't know if she's recovered since roar now that i think about it what album was roar was that Prism? It was Prism. I loved Prism. I'm sorry. That's they my called maybe that's it. My she sorry, called it her. So like Teenage Dream obviously bops upon bops, and they called it her like adult reality album. That's what she called it actually. Um, I don't remember disliking Prism. I think I was underwhelmed by both Prism and Art Pop at the time. I've come to Art Pop to love it before a lot of people did. Still. Yeah. Um, I like haven't gone back to the prison. I feel like I'd probably enjoy it now. I love prison, but like I like honestly like she had like her Super Bowl thing, but like once again it was memed. Like honestly, I don't think about Katie. I don't think has ever swish swish. I mean, yeah. Uh, her well, whole like was it a week or like four days or whatever? Where she filmed herself constantly. There were just memes about that. That poor thing. Yeah, but 2013 VMAs. That's my sorry, not sorry. Favorite moment of the decade. I watched every VMA live every year. I regret it. But just in case some <laughs> just in case some sorry drama happens because like we even had like 
the Miley was good moment. Like, mm-hmm. just for my little bit. That's why I watched it. Just so you all know, she will continue to watch live, even though she fully regrets it. Yes. <laughs> I will keep my sorry, not sorry, short and sweet, because it's the best night of my life, honestly, during this decade. It's when I got to see Beyonce live. Listen, I kept confetti. I kept the ticket. I kept literally every, like, I cried. It was just a moment for me. Mm-hmm. Like, getting to see all the hard work that she puts in. Like, I... I disrespect her so much and getting to see her live and like for me all like because we saw our first concert together in well our first like concert, concert yeah without okay. our parents yeah like concert like well your mom was upstairs but it, it's neither here nor there yeah the the point is is that we really started like enjoying the live music scene together we're very fortunate decade. we've gotten to experience a lot of live music and not many people can say that a lot of live music and yeah. getting to go to a, a stadium tour like that and, like, just Ugh. experience them, experience her live was phenomenal. I will say that that was probably the best part of my decade is just, like, all of the live experiences that we've gotten to have. Like, we, listen, everything we've gotten to do this decade when it comes to whether we were getting margaritas spilled on us or we were seeing Tyler Oakley in our pajamas. Like, You're so right. we really, like got to I don't think there's much that we didn't get to see except for Chris Brown on my birthday yeah and we won't say whether or not that was a travesty for all of you listening (laughs) but (laughs) it happened yeah that's so true like and then there was the second Troy concert they were supposed to go to but honestly, like, we saw Blue Neighborhood at uh, House of Blues Mm -hmm. I don't think we would have liked it we got VIP yeah like I don't think we would have liked it at Southside. No. Because, like, Who did we see at Southside? Tori? Yeah, we saw Tori at Southside, which I think was great for her. But I think if we already saw Blue Neighborhood, and, like, House of Blues is, I think, I like House of Blues. I like more intimate venues. Mm-hmm. And House of Blues is definitely more intimate than Southside. I feel like we would not have, I think it was for the best that we didn't see that one. Team. And we also got to see him do Bloom separately. Exactly. But, like, we got experience that. We saw Betty multiple times. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'll see her again. Wow. In a heartbeat. We're, wow, we we really just had a decade. Yeah. We've almost had a decade of friendship. I mean, this is a long time coming. And I'm super excited that yeah. we get to start this new year like this. Yeah. Um. So if you made it this far, thank you for listening oh, to course. us ramble about pop culture. Exactly. I hope we've proved ourselves worthy of your time. Yeah. Um. Definitely, like, the next, like, for the rest of the series of our podcast. Mm-hmm. It'll be more like highlighting what had happened pop culture wise for that week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just wanted to like highlight the whole decade because honestly, 2010s was pretty iconic. Exactly. And this has to be a big episode because this will probably be the only episode for the first six months of this year that we're going to be in the same state to do it. That's so true. Yeah. So it had to be big, it had to be like authentically us. And, and so, long. yeah. All righty. Well, this was r and Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.